When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. What is going on, Boat Sports fam? It's your favorite history teacher, Mr. Parker Angel, here another edition of FN Sports, the podcast where teachers grade sports' biggest issues. And tonight, we're recording during the end of the Cowboys-Giants Monday night game, a bunch of gold stars and detentions from NFL's Week 3. So without further ado, let's jump on in. All right, so we're going to give one detention to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was 27-37 for 222 and a touchdown all of which were short completions. Um, I, I don't. I understand that they won the game. We'll get to more of a Colts gold star in a second. But I got to give Matt Ryan attention because you know the Indianapolis Colts saw him as a potential final piece to a lot of stuff they got going on. That's very very good there. And Matt Ryan certainly has not played up to snuff or anywhere near that. And he certainly was less than impressive as far as quarterback play goes on Sunday. Now, the Colts did win. We're going to give out a gold star in a moment to that. Uh, you know, it was a two-touchdown kind of game, so it will go there in a second. But we have to give out a detention to Matt Ryan to start us off. All right, the gold star from that game is going to go to Colts tight end Jelani Woods. He cut both of the touchdowns. A really tough 
red zone type of completions, uh, tight end getting into tight windows, making tough, tough grabs. I, I know that those also go into Matt Ryan's stats, but they were much more impressive routes, finding space, sitting down, getting the ball kind of plays to me. I'm giving the gold star from that game to Jelani Woods, the tight end. And I'm not going to get out of that game without also giving a decision to the Chiefs kicking game that one proof of field goal, missed an extra point, and it clearly dictates the play calling over the course of the game, not just the missed extra point, but also the one for two from field goal arrangement that they faked a short field goal later when they could have gotten points. And there were several times throughout the game where you thought maybe they go for a long field goal here to get some points, and they could not. The Chiefs kicking game, I understand they have an injury to the starting kicker. They're kind of rolling out some various guys, but that is a big, big hole in what the Chiefs are doing. And we got to give them attention from last weekend because, frankly, in a close loss to the Colts, the Chiefs really, really needed a few of those points throughout the way. Detention goes to the Chiefs kicking game. We're going to have a gold star to Tua Tagovailoa. Now, I think that what's interesting here is his stat line reads almost pedestrian, 13-18, 186 and a touchdown. He comes back from a, air quotes, back injury mid-game. More on that later. But what I think he gets a gold star here for is he proved that he can, A, take that Miami team toe-to-toe with the team that everyone's predicting to win the AFC in Buffalo. Yes, weather and those kind of things played a big, big role down south, but I think that that's a big, big thing you have to notice with Tua. The other thing I have to say here is that throughout the game, including a big reception model made and those kind of things, he put more accuracy in his deep ball or put more oomph in his deep ball, I think, than he had previously been able to show on NFL tape. Obviously, with head coach Mike McDaniel, there's going to be a lot of emphasis on the running game in Miami and then like creatively getting the ball to guys like Waddle and Hill in space. However, Tua showed at moments in that game that he can push the ball downfield as this offense continues to evolve in year one under Mike McDaniel. And that, I think, is something he gets a gold star for because, frankly, that has been the criticism of him since he entered the NFL because he had so many injuries in college, wondering will he ever have the kind of strength to put that together. I think it's looking like he really, really might. We're going to give attention to whatever protocol it was that allowed Tua to come back in the football game because, just point blank, he should not have been allowed to come back in that football game. It does not feel like we have not heard about any other serious injuries to Tua or any lingering things to Tua since that, but he fell backwards, clearly at his head on the turf, did not spend the 20 to 30 real-life minutes getting checked out. It was very in-and-out kind of flip, and at the end of the day, I understand that it was a regular season game against the Bills, and the Bills are really, really good, but it was still a regular season football game. This is the long-term health of a young man named Tua Tagovailoa. And, bluntly, they play again on Thursday. They need to make sure he's right. They need to be sure he's ready to roll. And if you lose a tight game against the Bills in the early part of the season but can preserve the long-term health of your roster, it also makes football sense. This is not just me being like, ooh, protect the player kind of guy. This is also a football sense thing. They got a lot of football left with Tua and hopefully have a long, long season this season. And rushing back out there, whether it was an air quote back injury or the head injury I think we all thought it was, I feel like you have to take more time and have a real assessment on that. <laughs> Gotta give a big, big handful of gold stars to that Miami defense in the game of the day Sunday. The bend don't break mentality of that team was so, so clear and strong. Yes, they gave up 400 yards passing Josh Allen, but they kept everything in front of them. They didn't give Buffalo those big plays. There was no 40-yard Josh Allen run. There was no 60-yard completion digs. There was nothing big and over the top that made you feel like a back-breaking 
type of play coming out of Buffalo. And I feel like that's really, really important for the psyche of Miami. They kept Buffalo in front of them and said, hey, if you're going to do it, you're going to do this by a thousand cuts. And Buffalo did not look like at times in the game they were able to do that. Now, I know that they technically, it was more like they ran out of time, right? The way they didn't get down to spike the ball to get the field goal team on. That still would have been a really, really long field goal. And while the defense could also, I guess, technically gold, get a gold stars here and a detention for the butt punt scenario as it happened, I I was kind of on the side of take the safety in that situation anyway. So while I would have hopefully wasted some more time in doing it and not had done the butt punt, I actually don't hate the safety in that situation as funny as it is to laugh at now that the Miami Dolphins end up winning the football game. I think that the defense as a whole gets the gold stars here because, again, they kept an explosive offense, an offense people think will lead the Buffalo Bills to the AFC Championship game and potentially beyond in front of them. They made them chip away, and Buffalo could not do it when it mattered most. And I think that that really mattered. I know that people are going to look at this and say they ran out of time, but I just feel like the defense stepped up in a way that we haven't seen defenses step up to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills before. Remember, when we saw Buffalo bounce from the playoffs last season, it was not because they like had some entirely different team. They were still the explosive offense we expect today. They just didn't get to respond to Patrick Mahomes in overtime of that game. Remember that offensive shootout of a game? Patrick Mahomes got the ball. He got to drive the field and go score. It wasn't like Buffalo could not score on the Kansas City Chiefs. It wasn't like someone stopped them. They just didn't get the ball back. That was the big thing at the end of that season. And now we're seeing Miami say, ooh, we're the team that can maybe keep them from making those big plays. Bunch of gold stars handed out to Miami. Speaking of Buffalo, we have to give a big detention to Ken Dorsey for the rage quit on national television. I know that there's been lots of memes and gifs about this. I know that he, I think, did issue some sort of an apology for what it looked like. But at the end of the game, to see the offensive coordinator flip out like that, that's a grown man losing his cool. Because bluntly, he called a play where the guy was too far away from the sideline to get out of bounds. And he could not get the clock stopped in time to get a kickoff. I think that that actually falls more on him. I don't know what he's flipping out about. He looked like a kid. I teach middle school kids, and I'm telling you right now, if someone walked in my middle school classroom acting like that, we're going to the counselor, we're getting into my room. You don't belong in middle school acting like that. And he's doing that on national television as a grown man. I cannot accept that from my coaching staff. You've got to be the bigger person there. Not just because you're on TV. Obviously, being on TV really makes it look bad. But just because in general, like... That is losing your cool and composure, and losing your cool and composure there is probably why you had a guy going over the middle to try and get the yardage in the first place when you need to get to the sidelines. I'm giving big fat detention to Ken Dorsey. I don't know what the biggest size gold star we're handing out is, but we're going to hand two of them out to Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith for their big, big day against the Washington Commanders on Sunday. Smith had a career high of eight catches from 169 yards and a big, big, like, WWE-style catch through a tackle. Uh, Jalen Hurts continues to impress. 22 of 35 passing with three touchdowns. But people still try to act like he can't throw because he's also this dynamic running threat. I think what's fascinating to watch is the chemistry that offense has when they're running and shooting and they're doing all kinds of run-pass options. And the defense doesn't have any idea what is coming next there's a lot of people that have the undefeated eagles as one of their favorites to win or at least get to the nfc championship game and i feel like they look the part thus far and that's in large part to these two young studs now yes they have aj brown on the field yes their defense has star studded front uh, front seven but at the end of the day 
those explosive plays on offense, as we just talked about, like how Miami was keeping Buffalo from getting to do those, those break the backs of defenses and the big sideline catches of Devontae Smith, the big you got everyone covered on third and long with Jalen Hurts gets it on his le- with his legs, the big, you know, like you think you have it all bottled up and the tight end squirts out and Jalen Hurts goes right over the top of you for a beautiful over-the-shoulder cat pass to Goddard. Those kinds of things destroy a defense's, like, will and wear them out over the course of the game. As we saw with the Commanders on Sunday, I think big, big things are coming from Philadelphia. As much as it pains me to say they're coming from Philadelphia, I think that's a great combination to continue to watch this season. A handful of big, big gold stars to them. Speaking of dual threat quarterbacks, we're going to have Lamar Jackson, a big, big gold star as well, because he continues to be a true dual threat quarterback. He's 18 and 29 for 218 yards and four touchdowns, but this where he can't throw idea, when is that going to end? He can clearly put the ball on the money, and his legs are just an additional weapon. Yes, he had 11 carries for 170 yards and a touchdown, but what keeps them going is is that he is consistently in the 18 to 20 for 29 to 32 kind of range passing and continues to find touchdowns to his tight end and touchdowns to his receivers like Devon, uh, Devon Duvernay down the field. Those kinds of things are big, big, big. Yes, he had 11 carries, but the team had 26. He's getting 15 carries from his other backs, and they're very much doing running back by committee right now. Um, whether it's the beautiful touch in the ball to Mark Andrews or whatever you want to talk about with the arm, Lamar Jackson continues to prove that he is a true quarterback that just so happens to be wide receiver fast. And I feel like that 4-3 wide receiver 40 time is just this additional piece to him that people want to define him as. And I just don't get how you can see what he does on the football field and all the things that Baltimore does to alter their team to, you know, build up his talents and really promote what he does well. All this is built around the things Lamar Jackson does that no one else in football can do. He was a crazy young MVP. He was winning MVP younger than Joe Burrow was winning the Heisman Trophy. He's this crazy, explosive young talent. Frankly, has continued to be a great face of the franchise in most ways, and they won't pay him. I just don't get it. Gold star to another great, great performance out of Lamar Jackson. Speaking of inexplicable gold stars, we're going to give one to the Packer defense for keeping Tampa Bay to just one touchdown and less than 300 yards. That's an explosive Tampa Bay offense led by Tom Brady that the Packer defense kept to that short of a production. I say that three sacks and a bunch of hits and hurries obviously kept the Tom Brady offense at bay. I think that they kept everything in front of them, made Fournette like a backfield threat, out of, like a passing threat of the backfield, I should say. And that was very, very interesting to see happen because it's not a thing we typically associate with Leonard Fournette type of backs. And that's certainly what they made him try and do. Do I think that like Tampa Bay will look better when they have more time with Beasley there, they get healthier, if they get Gronkowski or whatever later in the season? Like, sure. However, they still had Tom Brady, and they really, really kind of embarrassed that offense throughout the game. Tom Brady was not breaking Microsoft surfaces, but he certainly looked very, very upset by the way that that offense lacked performance. So I got to give a big gold star to the defense that kept them from doing anything better than that. Got to give a detention to the Bucks play, man, play clock management down the stretch. Uh, frankly, down the stretch, Tom Brady is known to be the best manager of the clock, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers management of the clock down the stretch of that game was abysmal. The 
Buccaneers defense kept Aaron Rodgers and the Packers in front of them. They kept the score really low and gave their offense a chance. And down the stretch, the Buccaneers were driving. They probably should have gotten a delay of game on the play that was a touchdown. Uh, they certainly had more than the single, like, classic one-second rule. And by that, I mean when the play clock goes from 40 down to zero, you technically have, like, an extra count, right? The referee has to see the clock at zero and look at the ball being snapped. And if the ball is not snapped on, the like, the look, then technically it's – so it's, like, an extra count, Right. The Buccaneers snap was much, much later than that even, and they got it off and got a touchdown, and they still managed to dork it up by not having a two-point play ready to go, getting out there on the field and having a delay of game on the two-point play, which then took away all of your two-point playbook. If you're a coach, you have a handful of plays you feel good about in the two-point situation, and instead of just having one ready to go, they took time deciding which one to go with, got backed up, and then didn't get to do any of the traditional two-point play kind of things. I think part of the reason this feels extra bungled to me is that they left no time on the clock by the time they got down there. So they were anticipating getting the two-point conversion that they needed to tie the game up. It's not like this they scored early and were like, okay, we'll go for two. If we don't get it, we got to get a field goal anyway because we're going to be down one, whatever, right? They clearly anticipated having that be the end of the regulation of that game, and they got down there, and they still did not have a play picked. That is horrible clock management. I'm not sure I'm going to place it on Brady. Obviously, he's got the greatest of all time type of career that kind of like implies that if it were up to him, he might have had something ready. But something about the way the Buccaneers handled the end of that game, coaching staff or whatever, was clearly not right. All right, now, I'm not saying that Trevor Lawrence is going to be Tom Brady, but much like the early part of Tom Brady's career, he continued to come out of nowhere after a little, you know, a little bit of change of scenery there in New England where they switched, shifted into him. Trevor Lawrence is certainly having that same kind of shift, it looks like, when they shift coaches next to him. He went 28 of 39 and got 262 and three touchdowns on all easy, easy open throws. Used the whole width of the field on Sunday. He gets a big, big gold star because this looks like the Trevor Lawrence we are looking for coming out of Clemson, the top caliber type recruit, the top caliber type player, the top caliber type prospect all across the board, right? Now, I think what's interesting here is the only noticeable change, like they invested in his weapons around him and they cut Urban Meyer loose. And I feel like what's funny is he looks looser with Urban Meyer let go. And yes, he's got talent around him that helps, but I think the visual thing in him is he is more loose with it. He is more comfortable with it. And whether that's just being a, you know, second year, third year type of guy, like he's just in the later part of his career as opposed to being so young or if that's just not having Urban around, I don't know. But it feels like it's just because he didn't have Urban around, right? Like that feels important because of what we heard coming out of camp and what we heard coming out of the season last year with Urban around. And so I got to say that Trevor Lawrence gets a gold star because he looks more like himself and more like the guy that the NFL thought they were getting. Now, if we're thinking about Trevor Lawrence being what the NFL thought it was getting. The Raiders are not what anyone thought they were getting. They're getting big, big detention because they are the only 0-3 team in the NFL. As of, I guess, we just wrapped up. They're the only 0-3 team in the NFL. <laughs> uh, they had a big addition to Devontae Adams, and they can't work him and Wall on the field at the same time. They're giving up more than 25 points per game. They got no ground game to speak of. I don't know if it's Derek Carr, what the deal is, but it just feels like something is not clicking in Raiderland. Uh, you know, Vegas owner Mark Adams had a great, great win with the Las Vegas Aces, Mark Mark Davis, I'm sorry. Mark Davis had a big win with the Las Vegas Aces, but the Raiders, they don't they don't look good at all. There's just something wrong with them because they can't they've got a bunch of talent, but then they do things like the Renfro fumble against Arizona, another bad team this year, or whatever the case may be, and for a division that we thought it was gonna have 
all of these teams competing to win, they look bad. The Broncos look bad. I mean, the Chiefs are going to run away with this division, it looks like. Like, things are just falling apart for them in a way that's very, very fit, fast. It feels like the big snowball effect of negative Nancys coming down the Raiders. But at the end of the day, they were a good, if not better than average team a year ago in a tough division that adds Devontae Adams as a way to take the top off of defenses and help expand the field. And they don't look like they've done any of that. Detention to the Las Vegas Raiders. Detention to Jimmy G. Speaking of guys that are uh, not playing up to snuff like Devontae Adams, Jimmy G gets a chance to start, steps in after Trey Lance gets hurt. Obviously, he got put in the game mid-game last week, but this week he knows he's a starter. He comes out there and just point blank, he was awful. The Niners put up a measly 10 points on offense. They couldn't get anything going. I have trouble thinking of something that the offense did well. This is an offense with Debo Samuel that was explosive in the run game last year and had all these various weapons. And Jimmy G has run this offense under Shanahan with great success before. And instead, he has an awful, awful game in prime time against a Denver defense that is not the same Denver defense that won Super Bowl a handful of years ago. Now, we could talk a lot about the traditional plays. The play everyone's talking about coming out of that week is Jimmy stepping on the back line of the end zone, which I think is funny because he actually throws a pick six to Bradley Chubb after that. Bradley Chubb is a big 275-pound pass rushing W. He does drop into coverage, but he is not known as like a pick six kind of guy. And Jimmy G saves himself from giving up a pick six by stepping on that back line, which does, I guess either one would have, ultimately end up being the deciding score in an 11-10 football game, an awful, awful football game. And so we're going to have Jimmy a big, big detention for just being awful to watch. Speaking of being awful to watch, Sunday Night Football, 11-10, awful to watch. That gets a big, fat detention. Monday Night Football, Cooper Rush versus Danny Dimes, awful. Now, with our fun plays in that game, yes, we'll talk about more in a second, but Monday Night Football, not a fun watch. Gets a big detention as well. Across the board, there's some awful, awful games this weekend. Yes, you could call Packers and Bucks a big-time defensive showdown, but you know what also happened? We didn't see Rodgers and Brady tearing up like we thought we would. That's not the kind of game that they were pitching that as. It was an overall very low-scoring weekend in Week 3 in the NFL, but Sunday Night Football, 11-10, was the biggest, biggest offender. We're giving them a fat detention for that one. All right, what's funny was when I wrote this down, it was going to be a detention for C.D. Lamb for an awful drop in the first half of the Monday Night Football game. Now, I have to say that that was because his drop was an open pass. It was about 50 yards. Would have been walking in, maybe got contact at the goal line in the end zone. Would have been a big, big touchdown. He actually has a much more difficult catch in the late fourth quarter of that football game. A little over-the-shoulder deal in the corner of the end. Like, he, so I, I want to give him a gold star for the catch but attention for the no catch. And so I'm going to settle somewhere in the middle there with CeeDee Lamb, who had a very, uh, we'll call it up and down kind of night on Monday Night Football for the Dallas Cowboys. All right, now I'm kind of undecided on what to give Rihanna and the halftime show for Super Bowl in Arizona this, um, I guess it's February technically. If you did not hear of the weekend, Rihanna got officially announced. Rihanna and company, Rihanna and friends through the Rock Nation group is going to be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. Now, I don't know who you'd pick from Arizona, but what I really want to give attention to here is I think the Super Bowl is more fun when the halftime show is from town. 
right? Like Miami, they tried to do this some with the Latin vibes. They did this in L.A. last year. They've had, you know, Beyonce and Houston. I, I think that the more fun halftime shows are when they get to dive into the culture a little bit and keep it from being this homogenous experience. I don't know who that would be in Arizona. I saw people on Twitter saying, like, Jimmy World or whatever. <laughs> they responded to us on Twitter. I think that's a funny, funny ask. I don't know what the answer here is, but I do know that at the end of the day, the NFL needs to find something better to do than just have these national acts covering these different markets. If you're going to use the markets, you got to really, really use them and promote the art from the market itself. <sighs> That's a big digression. I'm going to a whole episode sometime. However, I'm not sure what to give Rihanna because Rihanna's going to put on a fun show. We don't know who the guests will be, who the sideshows will be, etc. But on the whole, I want to detention the fact that it is not a local act. Okay, Parker, so the thesis statement for this commercial is James Harden has the best beard in sports. What do you think about that thesis statement? Oh, I give it an A. You know, as a Houston guy, we, we seem to have an affinity for our beards between guys like him, Dallas Keiko, lots of big beards in the Houston area. What do you think about the thesis? So I'm a Jets fan, and I absolutely love the beard that Ryan Fitzpatrick has. So maybe I would give Ryan Fitzpatrick the nod over James Harden. But you're talking to a couple of bearded teachers, and we know a thing or two about making sure that you maintain that mane. So check out the beard struggle. The beard struggle, they make oils, they make balms, they even have have this heated comb to make sure that you get your beard straight so that you're looking fresh. I know I've really enjoyed using the oil they make for my quarantine beard of sorts. It's nice and long these days, but I'll <laughs> keep it nice and healthy and hydrated. And if you're listening to our show, you can use FN Sports 15 and get 15% off your oils, your balms, your shampoos, conditioners, whatever you need to use to keep your beard looking healthy. Absolutely. Check out The Beard Struggle at thebeardstruggle.com. Whether you're just starting to grow or you have a luscious mane already, The Beard Struggle's got all the products that you need. The Beard Struggle. Feast your face. Friends, if you're somewhat caught up on the NFL weekend, now we could have talked about Carson Wentz having negative passing art to the hat or the Arizona Cardinals and Cliff Kingsbury being the hot steep. We're trying to keep these weekend recaps and gold stars intentions very fairly quick easy to get to kind of catch up on the whole weekend so we're going to cut it off there thank you all so much for tuning in tonight if you're looking for us on social media you can find us on instagram at f underscore n underscore sports and on twitter at fn sports it's f-i-n-s-p-r-t-s number two all one word on twitter if you're looking for me and my personal stuff on twitter you can find me at painsworth 512 it's p-a-i-n-s-w-o-r-t-h 512 on twitter and Instagram. If you're looking to support the show, you can find all of our sponsors. That's the Beard Struggle. That's my bookie. That is Yeti. That is InTheClutch.com. All those things are at the link tree in the link to our bios, our social media handles, things like that. You gotta go to all those and find different ways to support the show and support the sponsors that help us. And you'll be able to find a link to our merch store. We have a different t-shirt, hoodie, cap, mug, etc. each month that goes to a various charitable cause. As we wrap up September, we're kind of putting behind the Flunk Alzheimer's t-shirt and campaign. We still go grab that. All the money goes to the Alzheimer's Association. In October, we obviously do a breast cancer awareness pink t-shirt that says Flunk Cancer as well. So you can grab one of those. Help support the Susan G. Komen Foundation. Make sure you go support the foundation by grabbing one of those shirts as well. All proceeds go to charitable causes, so make sure you grab those things. If you're looking to support the show for free, you can do so by giving us a 
five-star rating. That's one, two, three, four, five-star rating, leaving us a positive review, downloading, subscribing, hitting listen on a couple different devices, doing all the wonderful things to help with the podcast, and whatever you do when it comes to sports, don't flunk with us. Later, guys. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.